A2X is one of several alternative exchanges in South Africa. It opened its doors in October 2017 and offers a platform to JSE-listed companies for secondary listings. Such a listing allows investors to trade in the shares of JSE-listed companies at significantly reduced fees. A2X started with three listings back in 2017 and virtually exactly five years later there are 53 companies and 35 exchange-traded products listed on the exchange with a combined market cap of around 5 trillion rand. These listings include heavyweights such as Naspers, Process, Sassel, Sunlum, Standard Bank, Exaro, Discovery, Investec, Netbank and Remgro. All in all, 17 of the top 40 companies on the JSE are listed on A2X. Kevin Brady is the CEO and one of the founders of A2X and he is on the line. Kevin, thank you so much for joining me. A2X will have five candles on its birthday cake on the 6th of October. That is later this week. There are currently uh, 88 listings on the boards. How does that compare with your original business plan? Firstly, thanks, Rick, for having me on the show. And and yes, we're very excited to be turning five this week. And yes, I mean, obviously, we're very happy with the progress from you know, having three listed securities to now having 88 there's no doubt that it was particularly difficult in the earlier days. I think, you know, there was a lot of education, a lot of, I guess you had to build trust and, be, and understanding around the benefits of a secondary listing. But there's no doubt that we're past the point of kind of no return now and, and we're actually finding it easier. And, you know, we've got a very healthy pipeline. So I think that will continue to grow. It's probably worth mentioning one of the exciting developments in the last year is we've also been working with the Cape Town Stock Exchange and we Included in that 88, we have two companies that have a primary listing on the Cape Town Stock Exchange, also with a secondary listing on A2X. How exactly does it work, especially from an investor's perspective? Put it differently, how much different is it for an investor to invest in a share through A2X than through the JSE? Sure. So, look, really, it's your broker's responsibility to get the best possible result for their client. They generally, in international terms, refer to it as best execution. So, you go to your broker and you, you say, I want to buy a thousand uh, Cecil shares. What's important is your broker is looking both at JSE and at A2X, and they're buying them at the best possible price. It's, I guess it's akin to you've got to fly to Cape Town. There are two planes flying exactly at the same time. One's a better price than the other. Why wouldn't you consider it? So it's your broker's responsibility to look across the two exchanges and make sure they get you the best possible deal. They may land up buying 600 on one exchange and 400 on the other. It doesn't matter. You've got to get that 1,000 shares at the best possible price. Why are there different prices on the two exchanges? Because you are buying exactly the same share. So, look, the prices can often be slightly different, but in a positive way. So what we have found, and this is absolutely consistent with the international experience, is when you reduce friction costs, and that really is the exchange fees you charge brokers to buy and sell shares in your market, when those come down, what happens is you start getting what they refer to as a better quality market. So what happens is that your spreads start to narrow and your liquidity starts to increase. And the example I often give is, you know, you're traveling offshore, you've got to buy a thousand pounds to go to London, you go, there's only one bank in town, they quote you 20 rand to 20 rand 50, a new bank opens up, they're digital, they have a lower costs, overhead costs, they may quote you 2010 to 2040. So why wouldn't you buy every pound at 20 rand 40 rather than 20 rand 50? 
because that 10 cents stays in your pocket. Now, it's absolutely the same on exchanges. If you can buy and sell something a cent better here and a cent better there, those numbers add up into proper numbers. And to give you a sense, if you could save one cent every time you buy and sell a share, the savings would be upwards of a billion rand a year for the industry, just on the, on the one cent saving. Then you've also got cost savings of 500 odd million. So, you know, these add up to 1.7 billion. So they're proper numbers. How much cheaper is it to buy a share on A2X as opposed to the JSE? The exchange fees, which are generally kind of sunk into the, the cost of the brokerage that an individual would pay, are around just over half or 50% cheaper than that of the JSE. So, you know, when you, when you go to transact, there are a transaction fees, there are clearing fees, there are post-trade fees, there are real-time data fees. And if you add all those up, that you know, the end-to-end cost of a trade on A2X, it's about 50%, 50-55% cheaper from an exchange perspective costs but then what happens if you're buying a share that's worth 10 rand and you can buy it one cent cheaper say at 9.99 that one cent actually reflects 10 basis points now in the institutional world people pay three to eight basis points so they're saving more by that one cent than they would be in their fees obviously for retail clients it's a bit higher they often pay 20 30 basis points but a 10 basis point point saving is still material so that's why the price improvement is very very important what is the split between your retail investors versus institutional investors Look, we're predominantly institutional uh, or wholesale, as we like to refer it. Uh, and really, it's just the way clients are set up. Uh, institutional clients always tend to have an own name custody account. And so the way they, they transact and settle just makes it easier to access different exchanges. But I would say, yeah, probably 98% of it is institutional. A small part is retail. It really depends on the, the structure where the retail client is buying through. If they're buying through like an intermediary, that intermediary may trade through a broker and then that's fine. So it's quite complex in the back end there, but they can access A2X, but generally we're finding it's institutional business. And what are your trading volumes currently? So the trading volumes uh, have picked up very, very nicely. We went through a bit of a dip earlier this year when we did an agreement with the JC that allowed brokers to kind of move their positions between exchanges to make this whole process of, you know, buy 601 exchange, buy 400 another, and then book one note. So we've kind of simplified that process. And I mean, I'm excited to say that actually September was a record month for us. We did about 4 billion in September. And we're running at around about 3% market share of our universe of securities. So of those 88 securities, if you measure what's trading on A2X, around about 3%. But obviously in individual names, it'd be quite a lot higher. The average trading volumes on the JSE is around 20 billion rand a day. So in the greater scheme of things, A2X is still very, very small. And I've read that these secondary exchanges, for example, in Europe, have market shares of close to 20%. So there's a lot of room to grow. There's a lot of room to grow, and that's a very good question. One of the challenges we have in South Africa is our regulatory framework. The regulatory frameworks in Europe, in Australia, in the US, and in fact in many emerging markets, have been advanced to the stage where they level the playing field. And what do I mean by that? Basically, the first thing is, if I was in Europe, I wouldn't need to get a company's permission to make their shares available for trade. In South Africa, I have to get the authority. I've got to knock on 300 doors and persuade them of the merits, where in Europe, I could wake up tomorrow and say, all those shares are available for trade. So that's the first thing. That would make a ginormous difference. The Mm -hmm. second thing 
thing is South African regulation never contemplated a environment where you would have listings across exchanges and you would need to have interoperability at the clearing space, which also makes it tricky. And that comes down to the point I made earlier, kind of around two exchanges, one broker's note, which we're advancing. So I think we need to put SA in perspective. We are kind of fighting with one arm behind our back. We're working with the regulator to bring it in line with best international practice and to level the playing field. But I think in light of those constraints, we've done very well. And the second point being, do we have room to grow? Of course, you know, we're targeting 20-25% of total activity. Why is the regulatory environment in South Africa so significantly different than in Europe? Well, look, there's no doubt it would make a, a, a huge difference for competition in South Africa. And I mean, competition is good. As, we, as South Africans, we know we don't like sole providers of anything. So you're right, it would unlock and unleash the potential of competition benefits it brings immensely. Why are we behind? Well, the last Financial Market Act of 2012 was promulgated in 2013. And although we'd seen this evolve elsewhere, that was written in such a way that it still kind of enabled the incumbent rather than competition. Now, they are working on it. They have certain timelines. They, they're talking about another two years before they have what they call market conduct standards for exchanges in place. And that should start opening it up. I think they've really been distracted with Twin Peaks. But yeah, it is very frustrating that we are lagging the rest of the world by probably 15 years. What is the status of your relationship with the JSE? Because when the first applications were made for alternative exchanges, and I'm not talking only about A2X, there were several others as well. The JSE went to court, it fought a tooth and nail. And it was evident that it was not pleased with having competition in the country. Has the relationship changed since then? Look, I think we are competitors, and I think JSC, uh, not surprisingly, will always do whatever it can to maintain its dominant position. I think where the relationship works a lot better is on the regulatory side, where we all agree you need a good regulatory environment, a trusted regulatory environment in terms of market functioning, transparency, etc. And so we work together quite well on, on that side for the greater good of, of the market. Look, we do engage with them. Obviously, we bump heads from time to time. But we understand, you know, we're the competitor and, and they're trying to keep us out. I've said earlier that there are 17 of the top 40 companies listed on A2X, but it also means 23 of the top 40 are not listed on A2X. What has been the reaction or reservations of those 23 companies to list on A2X? Well, I think the first one is just perceptions, right? As soon as you ring them up to say A2X is an exchange, they go, oh, you know, we don't want to talk to you. Exchanges come with costs and regulation. Now, obviously, our model is not that. We really are an alternative trading venue. So that's the first thing. Once you get through, you've got to persuade the, the management team of the merits of a secondary listing. And then they tend to take it to their board for approval. So it's just really a slow process. In terms of the 23 that are not, I think it's really, you know, they want to see what everyone else does. But I think now that, you know, we're close to halfway through the top 40 I think hopefully the second half should come quicker and easier because they'll see the benefits. And as importantly, I think their shareholders will ask them for it. You're also attracting the listings of several collective investment schemes, such as exchange-traded funds. The JSC is also seeing a similar trend. Is that a key focus area for you? And what would the benefits be for investors? Just lower fees? Well, look, I think ETFs have been a big growth area globally, and I think we've seen it follow through to South Africa. So it's an important part of the growing market. And so to target them 
from an A2X perspective is important. And I think it's exactly the same thing. If you, you can buy the same ETF in a different market and you can buy it at a slightly better price and you've got lower fees, why wouldn't you? So it's absolutely consistent with the company shares in terms of why you would do it. Is the exchange profitable? So we're not profitable yet, but our projections suggest we will be profitable before the end of next year, given our current growth projections and, and the foresight that we have, you know, bar any major criticism, changes or uh, surprises. Are you limited to the listing of JSE listed companies or is it in any way possible for you to allow secondary listings of big international companies like Alphabet, Amazon and Tesla? Look, very good question, and we'd love to be able to do that. I think the regulatory environment in South Africa doesn't really enable the inward listing of, you know, in an unsponsored way of large companies like that. However, this is something that South Africa needs to get right. You know, South Africa is struggling with, in terms of delistings, in terms of money going offshore, and the regulatory environment does need to evolve to enable this environment to grow. And that's one area that would definitely open up opportunities in South Africa. And yes, do we represent the thinking and the findings to, of our thinking and findings to the regulator? Yes, we do. But I know as an industry as a whole, we're, we're trying to push it that way. Thanks, Kevin. We'll have to leave it there. That was Kevin Brady. He is one of the founders of A2X and he's also the CEO.